Quick question for you, Craig. Yeah. Where's Where's Blake Bortles? That's a good question. Where is Blake Bortles? Welcome to that American Football Show. Uh, today we've just got myself, Craig and Tim. Uh, unfortunately, Joe's a bit busy with real life things. So uh, thought today we're just going to talk about football, talk about the kind of the pressing ma- uh, questions at the moment. Um, Tim, should Colin Hello. Kaepernick be starting for a team? Yeah, uh, shouldn't, well, starting's a bit... I'd say he should be on a team. He should be a backup at the very least, if you look at the backups around the NFL at the moment. Where would you regard Colin Kaepernick as a, if he was a backup for a team right now? So I think, because I heard on a podcast today, chat about him going to the Chargers, which I think would be quite a good fit. Yeah, there was, I heard words yesterday that he, would, um, he was at least going for a tryout. And when he when he spoke to the charges and asked them, you know, while they felt about bringing him in, they said, "Well, you know, it's it's worth bringing him in, giving him a shot. It'd be crazy crazy not to sort of at least work him out and and just give him a look." God, the NFL will love LA, like they want to push LA, don't they? And now they're getting Kaepernick in there. That'll be great for them, and it'll make the Chargers more popular than the Rams. And the Chargers don't have an identity at the minute, really, other than their defense. So that that would go. Which is a very, as, very good defence, by the way. Yeah. From a publicity point of view, that's cracking publicity for the Chargers. Like you say, they don't have an identity. That'd be, imagine how many Kaepernick jerseys would be wandering around LA if he signs for the Chargers. I, I mean, it, it, it'll be, it's good that they're giving him a shot. I mean, I'm not holding my breath because he has, you know... How old is he now? Just, it will be hitting close to 30 now, I think. Um, he's about the same, same draft class as Wilson, wasn't he? So he's about the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, my only concern with Kaepernick, obviously he was a great player when he played, um, I'm not holding my breath that they are still going to give him a job. Again, like you said, it could mm-hmm. just be publicity. So I guess we'll see where that goes from now on. You know, I'm happy for them that they're going to work him out and have a look at him. But it's, I think the main concern from teams is he's spent so long out the league now. Yeah, yeah. How's he... How's he going to fare just coming back in after taking such a long break? But he'll be very... His body will be non-injured. But don't forget the reason why, when he was protesting, he was a backup quarterback. He'd lost... The, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. He'd lost the starting job before he started protesting. Because remember, he lost a load of weight going into a season and then lost the job. So, he did take a team to the champ, like wasn't it the championship or the Super Bowl in his like first yeah, or second Super, year? Though? The Super Bowl, yeah. Just so the one against the Ravens, Craig. His potential uh, yeah. is just easily there. I'm, I'm such oh, a yeah. Kaepernick lover. There's, there's a lot of teams out there that his, his play style would fit on, but he also comes mm-hmm. from like the big talk of Kaepernick when he was playing was is he just a one trick pony or can he be figured out because at the time the, the play option and like that sort of the play action style was sort of starting to make a comeback and the likes of him and RG3 were really sort of came in as rookies and made a huge impact and it was like something that I think defences and defensive coordinators just weren't really ready for at the time but towards mm-hmm. the back end of his career you know like you said he ended up as a backup he I think that style of football started to get figured out and his 
his career wouldn't say he was sort of starting to tail away, but it was in a it, it hit a point where he was starting to struggle, um, and teams weren't exactly sure what to do with his skill set. So, you know, there's, there is question marks there, but at the same, you know, I'd be happy to see him back and see how he gets on. You know, he's clearly been working out while he's not been playing, and you know, he's still been hoping for a, a shot to get back in the league. So, you know, yeah. best of luck to him. I hope he, I hope mean, he does get a shot somewhere. Absolutely. If, he, if he is that kind of RPO quarterback, the Chargers have Austin Eckler, who is a fantastic um, kind of scat back running back. You've got <coughs> Hunter Henry, who's a very good possession tight end, uh, who's unfortunately been injured, and you've got. I think it's Keenan Allen, who's absolutely lightning fast. So it's an offense that would probably be suited to him, if anything. Yeah. The man's got legs. Like, he, well, last time we seen him play, you know, that's what he was mainly known for. He can't throw mm-hmm. the ball, but he was known more for his ability to, to scramble and to, to make plays with his legs. Just like a quarterback we all know today. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Quite good, isn't he? Is there, I was. I read somewhere today, I think it was on Reddit or something, or it might have been, it was Colin Cowherd actually, I was like, Patrick Mahomes is the only non-tradable player in the league. Because he doesn't technically have a team. No, like he's the only player that you you just, you, you there's no reason you'd ever tr- trade Patrick Mahomes away. Oh, okay. No. There's, there's loads. That I think there's more players that the teams wouldn't trade. Aaron Donald. Lamar Jackson. Couldn't see the Ravens trading him, could you? Not at the moment, no. Do you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson kind of returning back to the medium or the average. Mm. So do you, do you think... like It's a pretty ludicrous thing to think straight after this season, but... Do you think there's a chance that maybe Lamar's stock like drops a little bit, and the and Ravens could use him as big trade bait? No, I I think he's someone you're going to stick around with. I mean, like the you know he started last season sort of trying to make a statement, and then throughout the season he did return to his legs. You know, which is good to see from a QB, but at the same time, like it's not something you want to necessarily rely on because it's something that doesn't last very long in the league. I think. Um, but, you know, looking at the stats from, from last season, last season he threw more touchdowns from the pocket than any other QB. He threw 25, Drew Brees threw 24, Winston threw 23, and Dak Prescott threw 22. So he's top of that list. So the guy can throw a touchdown, um, even though it might not necessarily be what he's known for. Um, we've only just strengthened the, the backfield up, um, bringing in um, Dobbins and stuff. So... I don't know. Like I, I, just, I can't see Lamar going anywhere for at least a few seasons now. And that anyone who's sort of saying that the, his stocks going down, I think they're just they're just looking for something to talk about. But how big of an impact do you think Marshall Yonder retiring is going to have? Oh, it's going to be huge. You know, you're not just talking about your average old lineman. You're talking about a guy who's been one of the best old linemen in the league for the majority of his career. You know, he was a an absolute wall, you know what I mean? And to lose someone like that, it's difficult to replace. But, you know, we've, we've still got a strong O-line in place. And, you know, with Lamar's ability to move and be quite flexible in terms of what he does when, you know, when he does get the ball and with the backfield being the way it is. And, um, you know, with Hollywood sort of really breaking out last season and, you know, with Andrews and stuff, he does have weapons to throw through. So there's so much to do there. I think it will keep defences quite, quite honest. 
Also, do you think at the moment, and this is coming at it from a completely different angle, GMs want to trade because there's so much uncertainty in the league at the minute. I don't think there's going to be any big trades done for quite a while because what's going to happen with the draft next year? Is there going to be a college season? Is there going to be an NFL season? Oh, that type of uncertainty. So GMs, if I was a GM, I'd be like, right, I'm not making any big splashes now just in case. What happens if I trade... I don't know, two first round draft picks in future years for a player and they come in and they miss a season oh, about so COVID-19. Saying, you're saying picks I, are losing their value right now? I, I just think people don't know what's going to happen, so they're less likely to do it. Because if you think, right, so Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread in far, as far as quarterbacks are concerned. But are you willing to risk that next year just in case? Because I was reading an article somewhere, I think it was Pro Football Talk, I think, which said that there's only one example of where a draft has actually been cancelled. And what they did was they gave, this is really complicated, I'm going to mess this up. They gave, like the NBA lottery, everyone got a different ping pong ball over how they performed over the last three years. And using that, they determined the draft order, which is really complicated and I wouldn't fancy trading for to get picks for a lottery like that. Yeah, it does sound confusing. <clears throat> what about in terms of like because of contracts? Um, so like you've got the situation in in Jacksonville at the moment where they've got players who you don't necessarily want to get rid of, but they take up so much cap space that they're sort of forced to try and offload that contract to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the. The players that could still make an impact, but you know, it, I think it was sort of at first when I was thinking of the Hopkins trade in terms of the Texans, I was thinking like it sounds like madness trading like your your best player for you know for uncertainty. But what they've now done from that is picked up two or three quite good players, so it could be I don't know. In for some teams, it might be out of necessity to maybe get rid of one star player just to try and get better and bring in at least two or three you know better than average players and kind of just you know bring up the the, the over overall talent of the squad well I think that's the objective in, in 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 nearly all great trades you see it is one team getting a star player because they need one going to a team that's giving away a, I'd, I'd say the, the Ravens typically have above average players everywhere but no stars but then you look at teams like I don't know uh, the Bucks and it's star players in positions so t- teams t- tend to have an identity like that, and I think trades just happen between them quite naturally. So would you not consider the league MVP to be a star? No, no, you, you know what I mean. When like, if you, look, I was thinking more of your defense because, like, two years ago, your linebacker was just like, oh, it's just really good all over, but there's not a star. Similar to like, I won't say the Bears because they got Mac, but the charges and stuff like that. Teams that don't have star players but have consistently good playing across the whole team. Yeah, you could say that about a few of the Patriots teams that other than Tom Brady and Gronkowski, they've kind of been the house of misfits really, which is people that, you know, not very good draft picks, free agents they picked up that no one else wanted and they've made Super Bowl teams out of them. Well talking of like sort of of players that sort of catch it out of you know, out of, out of nowhere to get the job done, but they're not necessarily the big name guys. Okay, so I come across a stat the other day. Only two guys ever in the postseason have threw for 11 touchdowns and no interceptions. Can you tell me who they are? There's Nick Foles one. So, 
so one of them is Joe Montana. Obviously, everyone knows Joe Montana. Joe Montana's Joe Montana. Do you know who the second one is? Is it going to be like a Bears quarterback? No. So it's not Flacco then? It is Flacco. Mm. The elite dragon. Exactly. So, you know, you know how people feel about Flacco. I wasn't exactly Flacco's biggest fan when he was at the Ravens. I, I felt like he held us back at times, but clearly... You know, appearances can be deceiving at times. So many good jokes, though. Sacco, no take. Flacco, no take the Sacco. I think he was voted the most valuable Ravens player of the last decade. Joe Flacco? Yeah. It's so heavily weighted towards quarterbacks, though, because I think Wentz was ours. And I see I like, I've got, oh, yeah, I've got the list in front of me now. So it was voted for by a rather large stats body shall I say um, <laughs> so number one was Flacco number two was Yonder number three was Lamar number four was Ladarius Webb and number five was Jimmy Smith when did Ed Reed retire? Um, was 2012 or something it was, I think it was a little bit later than that but he went to Texans first didn't he? yeah but I'm, he went to the Jets as well I'm surprised the uh, even with how little he dipped into it he wasn't on the list no 2013, he left the Ravens. She's still dipping into a few seasons from, from Ed Day and a couple mm-hmm. from Ray, to be fair, because he didn't finish till 2012. That was a nasty combination. Ed, what, what's, the, what's another great safety linebacker duo like Ed and Ray? Was there any kind of that, that famous? Eddie Jackson and Khalil Mack are pretty fucking. Uh, bloody great. <laughs> uh, we've got a, quite a good one now with um, Peters and and Smith. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Marcus Peters has done really well since he came to your team. We're just talking a lot about the Ravens today. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Ravens' nest. Car! <laughs> oh, so our all pro right guards already torn as Achilles. Oh, I mean, like just the the look, just it's just like it's carrying on from last season all so, over again, isn't so, it? And so it begins. He's he's a certain footballing inspectory body, it's top rated right guard, <laughs> and he's it's already just running. Not even hit training camp. No, mate. It's uh, just just your typical eagle season, really. I'm ready for ready for just the whole team to. If it was in a mine, if it was going to happen, no. Would you not rather it happen now, so you can at least have the time to sort of try to repair to like try to re- to sort well, of replace uh, him in the meantime? Yeah. So, to be fair, I saw a ridiculous thing. I was like, "Are they going to trade for Joe Thune off the Patriots?" I'm like, "No, we're not. <laughs> we're just not going to do that." No, we have got a very good O-line coach. It's probably our best position. We're very deep on it. How are, how are things over in um, Las Vegas, Tim, at the moment? So a first-round draft pick, as everyone knows, gashed his leg open, helping somebody move. That's Is a good bad? start. Is it bad or just like? It's all gone a bit quiet. Uh, I don't think it's that bad. But another one of our wide receiver draft picks was involved in a, his grandma's house got raided by the DEA. So that was a story for a minute. But apparently he was just there and he didn't get arrested or anything like that. So it's quite a quiet off-season for the Raiders. 
Yeah, I've not seen much news, to be fair. No. Gi- Giants, have, I think, have had three players arrested so far. Nice. Their kicker got arrested the other, other day. I read somewhere that each New York team has now had a player arrested. I'm actually surprised there haven't been any more arrests. There's nothing to do. Everyone's in lockdown. Well, Zeke and Dak had the house party and they got told off. But, oh, Cowboy, Cowboys and Texans have got COVID-19, haven't they? Have they been training together or is it something to do with Texas? I reckon it's just Texas is dead lax yeah. about its laws. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying that all the quarterbacks are down training in Texas, I swear, or Florida. I've seen about... Five to five to ten different teams. Quarterbacks are just in hot states throwing footballs. Yeah, the Raiders have been having like an unofficial camp. There's been thirty players meeting up in a park in Las Vegas. It's, it's literally so ridiculous. Well, you were saying about players getting together and saying, and one thing I have been seeing quite a lot in the news recently is um, first one was Cam was training with Hopkins, I think it was, throughout um, the past few weeks. But the main one's been been Brown and Lamar. Like that's something that's continued since the season first ended. And who Antonio Brown? Yeah. Ooh. And um, apparently him and Lamar have really hit it off. They've been they've been training a lot throughout the whole of the the off season and Lamar seems to keep keep making a push to to bring him in but the general consensus from the Ravens fan forums and stuff I've been on and having a little mutual round on him a lot of people don't want him oh abs- you couldn't persuade me to want him on my team he's, no, he's taken a ride on that train last season I wouldn't recommend it to anyone like he's obviously a top five receiver when he's playing like easily but he's a psycho <laughs> He is, but do you not think the guy deserves a second chance and maybe yes, he's learned his lesson? Yes, he had no. it and he had a third he's chance. He's had a second and, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I don't know. Like, part of me thinks it's not worth the hassle and part of me thinks if if he's got a good relationship with Lamar and Lamar can help rein him in and he's got John Harbaugh, who's one of the sort of the more stern, more experienced coaches in the league, you know, he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He's not going to take any kind of non- yeah, you know, any Belichick. kind of rubbish. Yeah, substitute everything you just said with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And I guess that, that's already happened. Well, I, I wouldn't to the best, anywhere near best situation he could have been in. Yeah, and he he still threw it away. It's like as a fan, I do not like that kind of media attention on your own team. Like, just it stresses you out just being interested in it. No, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm not particularly a fan of that kind of attention. I don't want that kind of attention. It's bad enough that we've sort of became a bandwagon team at the moment. You know, it's something that, as anyone who's a sports fan of any team, yeah, it's nice to have new fans in, but you don't necessarily want to become one of these big bandwagon teams. Are you a Liverpool with... fan, Craig? <laughs> I am a Liverpool fan, but you know what? I'm born and ready, mate. I've been a Liverpool fan all my life. Like, I've been there a few years of heartbreak. Um but yeah, I I don't know. Like part of me is a little bit interested and a little bit curious, but then I think like my head sort of takes over and just says, "Look, now nah, it's not worth not worth the headache, not worth the hassle." Like you're in denial. It's what I went through. It's like, oh yeah, of course he's you know he's attached to his helmet. Yeah, that's all it is. And oh yeah, yeah, he's burnt his feet in a whatever it was, a sub-zero cryogenic chamber. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh no, no, it's not going to be fine. He's off. No, no, he's gone. It was, it was a, it was a happy minute when I thought we had Antonio Brown and he was happy. He was happy. Have you seen the hard knocks? 
New Hard Knox has been announced just because the Raiders' Hard Knox was a catastrophe. Mm. <laughs> it was, uh, to be honest, I think the Raiders dealt with it really well. Like, the, they didn't come across bad at all, but because a lot of the main focus was on Brown and Brown didn't even end up sticking around, I think it left a lot of the guys in the background to just kind of get on with a regular preseason and, you know, get their heads in the game, get together, because there was less focus, less attention and less pressure on them to just do what they needed to do in the background and just let AB be AB, you know what I mean? Totally, I, totally agree. I think I they did it really well, because Gruden was like, I'm with AB, I'm on his side, and Mayo was like, the, t- the no shit, like, you can't fuck around kind of guy, and it, that just worked. I think the Raiders were quite happy with the way it worked out, because they didn't want to be on hard knocks. And they saw it as being a distraction. But when yeah. the cameras were just constantly following around AB, they were like, oh, that's fine. We can just get on with it then. The cameras aren't a distraction. Yeah, you just follow him and just leave us to it. So I think it worked out quite well. And I actually think without that, it would have been a really boring hard knocks because the Raiders are historically quite a secretive organization. So I think yeah. they would have been really obstructive to the cameras and what, what we actually saw. So I think it would have been actually quite boring. You just seen John Gruden knocking on wood all the time. Yeah, I agree. I think it worked out worked out quite well for you in that sense. And it was fun for us to watch, I guess, because he's quite mm-hmm. he was quite an interesting character, Winnie, and you got to catch little glimpses of Gruden and some of the other stuff that was going on in the background. You know, it was mm-hmm. it might not have been as is it maybe, you know, what you'd consider entertaining compared to some of the other seasons, but I think yeah. you know, we still got some little gems from it and I think it worked out worked out well for both parties. Yeah. And now it is heading to Los Angeles. Chargers Rams duo double hard knocks. Have they ever done a double double before? No, nah, I think this is the first time. Okay. Two struggling franchises. It's ideal, really. Sharing just, the new stadium. Just see it being more heavily weighted to, to one team more than the other, like maybe the Rams compared to the Chargers. I, I think they'll push the Rams because the Rams are the team it seems they like more, but I think people will warm towards the Chargers more because mm. I think the Chargers, obviously Tim's not going to like them, but uh, I think they are, they're almost like a Cardinals team, like kind of good, never really made the push, and they're kind of easy to root for in my opinion. I don't know. They're a team I don't really know much about. They're a team I've never really sort of, throughout my time as a football fan, paid much attention to other than Rivers. Um, I don't know. I think at the minute they're a franchise that are struggling for an identity and I think it, it could be it could be something that could be really beneficial to them because I think they really sort of need that sort of injection oh of interest. Colin Kaepernick, hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, God, that would be good. Jesus. But yeah, I think they've got, like, like I was saying before, their defense is probably one of the, probably could poke into the top five, but no one really talks about it. They've got Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, mm-hmm. Desmond King. Is that his name, Desmond King? Well, they got that yep. really, really great defensive back out of FSU, I think it was. Like, th- their defense is really, really damn good. <laughs> Yeah, Eckler really impressed me last season. He was the, the, in my opinion, the best player on that offense last season. Yeah, they do. Who are their receivers? I know they got. Is it Keenan Allen? Mm-hmm. Who else they got? 
Well, they had all yeah. of the stuff going on with um, Gordon. Yeah, they got rid of that, didn't they? Yeah, I think that was for Where the best. Where is Gordon now? Is he in the Vikings, the Browns? Broncos, isn't he? Broncos? Is he in the Broncos? That's a great pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Stays in the AFC West. I do, I do. I, I am quite a fan of a Chargers jersey. Yeah, oh, so nice. Have you seen the new ones? They're beautiful. They are nice. That, that if powder blue. I was going to buy a jersey that in my own division, I would buy an old Chargers powder blue jersey. If you had to buy a jersey that wasn't in your division, what would you get? Oof, that's a good question. Probably either a Ravens or a Vikings, because I quite like purple. Craig, you're in, in, inside your own division. Inside my own division. It'd probably be Steelers. I quite like the Steelers jerseys. And, Black and gold, yeah. Yeah, and like, I'm, you know, even though I'm a Ravens fan, secretly, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of the Steelers. I do quite like them. Um, it was the first team I ever watched. You know, first game I ever watched was the Steelers Super Bowl game. Um Polamalu. Yeah, with Polamalu and Big Ben, and you had that, like, really, they were just a big, tough team, you know, on both sides of the ball. They had some great players, and I think in the black and gold, it just, it looks, it, it looks sleek, it looks nice, but it also looks quite intimidating. You know, that's same with the Raiders. I think that black mm. and silver is quite, you know, when when you see them full get up, lid the lot, they do look more intimidating compared to some of the other jerseys you might see around the league. I've taken yeah. the Raiders this year out of conference choice. <laughs> it, well, I, I, it's, it's the first jersey I bought that went a Ravens jersey. Um, I think if I had to buy one now, um, maybe Falcons. I quite like I the, was the, thinking Falcons, you know. I quite, I've been tempted mm-hmm. a few times. I really I've like got a Julio teams. Jones jersey I bought at the stadium. It's, that's, that's a purchase I'm happy with because I think Julio is fantastic. But I quite... Um, I quite like the Cardinals get up, and I quite like the um, I quite like the new Jets one at the minute. The Cardinals are due an update, aren't they? Like I think a lot Jersey's. of fans have been like wanting a, a small update. Oh, Seattle! I, I didn't think of that Seattle jersey. I just can't stand them. I don't get why people like them. Because I actually own a Russell Wilson T-shirt jersey T-shirt, which I bought when I was on holiday there. So I'd have to say that was my choice because I actually did buy it. I do quite like it. Like the the lime green, I still I still haven't made my decision on. Like I said um, a little while back, but the um, the home jersey in particular, I think's quite nice. <clears throat> I think the Saints and Colts are very nice jerseys. Mm. What that like sort of? They are quite. Quite crisp, aren't they? Like the Saints. The, the, the Colts is like the goat, like the the classic football jersey. I feel, and the it's Saints. Very Cowboys esque, isn't it? No, I feel like when you were a kid and like it was just a film with a football jersey and it was a Colts jersey. <laughs> the Cowboys ones, I think. Are, do you prefer the, the Cowboys ones of now, which are mainly just sort of white and clean and crisp, or do you prefer maybe more of the ones from like the the early nineties and the late eighties, where they had like the sort of the big navy blue shoulder pads with the stars on? And nah, they oh, no, more... they were they were horrible. Yeah, they, they no. were they weren't very nice kids. They looked like the sort of shirts when you saw a film that featured American football and they didn't have the licensing for to put the NFL teams and they made up teams. They looked like those sort of jerseys. Okay, well, sharks. <laughs> if we're talking them. Um... We're talking best. What do you think worst? What's the worst, in your opinion, the worst jersey that you've seen? 
Oh, you know what? It's, it's when combined with a helmet, the because the ram there's that stupid rule you can only have one helmet. And one year the Rams had like their bronze helmet with the yellow stripes, and it just clashed so bad. That's my vote. <laughs> I'm tempted to go with the browns because the brown just looks minging. Brown. I kind of like the Browns jerseys, personally. I know that I know it's sort of acquired taste and everything. I, I I'm I don't mind them. They're not. They don't offend me. The Seahawks. I hate the Seahawks glow stick jersey. I can't. Yeah. Makes me want to throw up. I'm gonna have to say Bucks. Nah, mate. That that Bucks jersey when they changed the numbers to like the, oh, the analog clock. Change. I loved yeah, yeah. like, it's full clock numbers. I loved them. It's oh, it was, no. yeah. Like I remember when they unveiled that kit. And I just thought, what are you doing? Like, whoever did that, just walk them out the room, stick them in the car and tell them to go home and never come back. Like, it's, they're genuinely... Like, every time it come on the screen, I'd look at it and just think, what were they thinking? Saying that, the new Fal- except for one of them, the new Falcons jerseys are pretty garbage. Mm, I wouldn't... I don't know. I wouldn't say they're to rave about, but I wouldn't say they were offensive either. Some of the old Patriot jerseys were very ugly as well. Mm. I've, you know, we talked about it the other day, but I wish they would bring back the, the Pat Patriot logo. Tim's luckily been a team that's always had a very nice jersey. Never changed. Our throwbacks are exactly the same. Well, virtually exactly the same. We had Kelly Green, which I was a big fan of. Yeah. The old Eagles jerseys were nice. When we were the Oakland Seniors, I'm pretty sure it was blue and yellow before it went silver and black. We were blue and yellow as well, the Franklin Yellow Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Steelers Bumblebee jerseys I'm a fan of. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. The, the, yeah the, the, I mean, it was, I was torn between them and Bucks for waste, to oh, be honest. I like them. The only thing I would say in their defence, they look better on players than they do on fans. If you ever see someone at the oh, yeah, Wembley they're game, always dark, they look, look awful on fans. Yeah. They, but actually, Antonio Brown looked crisp in it. Well, while we're talking Steelers, you know what jersey I did like? I like the one that they used for the Gotham Renegades or Raiders, whatever they were called mm. in the movie, mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight Rises. Because um, I was, I was, I seen a a, a Heinz Ward like um, version of it online the other day, and like it's mainly yellow in it with the black on the shoulders and the black yeah. trim on the sides. Like it's it's quite a nice looking jersey considering the colour scheme. And they got they quite dear. I was the kid. It was a while ago on eBay, and they were they're going for quite a lot of money because there was a, like a limited number of them at the yeah. time came out. I quite liked them. I mean, they were heavily on, heavy on the yellow, but I, I quite liked them. I thought they were nice. Well, if you could, if we were talking other teams, what about players? Like, if there was one player that you could get on your jersey that's not from your team, just any player throughout history, regardless of what team they went to, um, who, who would it be? And if they played for multiple teams, like what what particular point in their career, what team would you would you go for? Wait, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that part of the point. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, say if it was, say if I don't know, say if you wanted a five jersey, 
like if Brett Favre was the guy who you wanted and that was the, the guy who you saw. Yeah, picked, I, I get that. Then, yeah. Then what's the team bit you meant? That's what I mean. So at what stage? And it's so say so. If you could pick one one player throughout the whole history of the NFL, are we talking about just having on my jersey or actually playing for my team? No, just on a jersey. Oh. Hmm. Dan Marino. Marino's a solid choice. Might I might get a Carson Wentz one. You could you could have anyone, any player. <laughs> yeah, you know, anyone in history. I'd probably get Walter Payton. Nice. Oh, Barry Sanders maybe. Sanders one would be pretty crisp. Yeah. Again, that powder blue with the Lions. It's nice. Wait, so I'm wearing the. Wait, I thought it was in the Eagles colours. You could get it in the Eagles colours if you wanted. That's why I was. I was a very. Can we rephrase the question to if what your team right now? You could take any player from history that's currently not playing. Who would you put in your team? And they can't have ever played for your team. Uh, in all honesty, I'd go for Lawrence Taylor. We could do yeah. all the backer right that's now. That's a winner. That's it's a winner. pretty, pretty easy <laughs> yeah. answer, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I'd, take, I'd take Jerry Rice. I was going to say Reggie White, but Lawrence Taylor beats that answer. But my, my question was like if basically if you could pick any like just you know it doesn't necessarily have to be from the Eagles it could be from any team at any point in history of the NFL if you could own one jersey what would what would it be? Oh, yeah, that that, that makes it easier. <laughs> um, that's a very good question. I think it would be a Barry Sanders one because he only only played for a few years, didn't he? Yeah. Brian Bosworth, Seattle jersey. Okay. Why, 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 why that Joe one? Green would be cool. Because it reminds me of the time that Bo Jackson ran him over and completely destroyed his career. <laughs> I could do a whole podcast on the history of Bo Jackson and Brian Bosworth. Do you know the story about Brian Bosworth? I don't. So, just quickly, Brian Bosworth... you got a podcast for you. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Bosworth was a linebacker. He came out of Oklahoma, I think it was. And he was pretty good in college. But he decided that he didn't like the draft. Didn't fancy that idea. He was going to pick the team that he went to and said, if anyone drafts me, don't bother. And he went into a supplemental draft and said, right, these are the four teams I'm going to play for. If you pick me, I'm not going to play for you. Seattle picked him. And then he's like, oh, I don't want to play for you, but I didn't actually realize that was the system. So he ended up playing for Seattle. Anyway, so he was absolutely terrible in the NFL. And one particular game, Bo Jackson ran over him. He was supposed to be this great linebacker, but Bo Jackson humiliated him and he was never the same after that. Look up the videos on YouTube. Brian Bosworth and Bo Jackson. Amazing. So, I come across an interesting stat the other day that got me thinking about something. It was um, Joe Thomas, the old lineman from the, from the Browns. You know, he played there for quite a long time. Played all 10,363 of his snaps of his career there and never, ever saw a winning season. You know, for a guy with quite a lengthy career like that, and he was clearly, you know, he wasn't, wasn't a bad old lineman. He was quite a good, quite oh, a good he's player. Regardless yeah. of one of the best left tackles yeah. of all time. Exactly, Um 
is there any other players like him that you think like you wish you could have seen them on a better side where maybe they were they were wasted you know their talent was to you know lack of a better phrase wasted where he was life has gelled oh you beat me to it yep <laughs> the fact that he is like the only person near Jerry Rice's records but he did it with just not great quarterbacks the entire time and what Jerry Rice had Montana than Steve Young than Bloody ridiculous quarterbacks. One the guy season he did have a decent quarterback when he had Kurt Warner and he played well, they got to the Super Bowl, so shows what I would have done with a decent quarterback. Yeah, I think I think Larry's Larry's an obvious one, but I think one guy who always comes to mind for me um, is Stephen Jackson, who played for the mm-hmm. played for the Rams. He played for the Rams at a time when the Rams were like they were pretty awful and they lent on him like they did Aiden Peterson to the point where pretty much he was getting more than three quarters of the snaps every game. It was just literally handed to Steven, let him do his thing and then we'll just we just pray. You know what I mean? It was pretty much the game plan every week. Um and I think for a player of that calibre at his peak, I think if he would have been on a on a on a better team than the Rams were at the time, um I think he could have had a like he could have done some great things. Barry Sanders and Megatron. Oh, that's a good show as well. Because obviously, they're both the best at their position when they played. Like, they just. And what? Did either of them make a playoff game? (laughs) They're just a, a very cursed franchise at the moment. Keyshawn Johnson, when he was in Tampa Bay. He was the best player on that team. Um, I had one then. I forgot it. Ah, it's going to really annoy me now. Oh, Aaron Donald. I, I would say what well, he got picked in like 2012, 2014. And he's, except for one year where they went to the Super Bowl, they've pretty much not, they've been hyped about, but not actually been massively successful. And like he is one of he's, he's almost like a almost like JJ Watt and the Texans, but they have had some success. And it's just like one of the best players we'll ever see at that position, just not really doing much. As a obviously he's getting all these stats and everything, but as a team, they're not regularly winning in the playoffs that they'd want to do. If you could pick think... them up and put them anywhere, where would you put them? Oh, my team easily. Put Aaron Donald next to Fletcher Cox. Good lord, man! I'll I'll vehemently argue this that Fletcher Cox would get so much more attention if he wasn't behind Aaron Donald because Aaron Donald just gets all the D tackle love. Shout I'm out. combining question answers. I'm having Aaron Donald on my team and Lawrence Taylor from the past. So there you go. I've got Aaron Donald and Lawrence Taylor on the same team. That would be quite the terrifying defense. I'm not gonna lie. Reggie White near the end. Stick Ray Lewis in the middle. Ed Reed behind them with Polamalu. It was that. It was that three tech from the Vikings that was like a loony. He's a bit of a nutball. Brock Lesnar. He played defensive end, didn't he? Lesnar. <laughs> if you could make a D line out of any player currently playing, who would you do? Obviously, I think we're all taking Aaron Donald. We're doing a four tech. We're doing four people in your own line. Ooh. Okay. So I'd take. I'd take Donald. 
I'd take... You've got to take Watt, haven't you? I wasn't taking Watt in mine. I didn't say which Watt, did I? But no, it would be JJ. Um, could you imagine Donald, Watt, Von Miller? I was going down a different approach to you, I think. I think you're taking way more linebackers than me. I would go Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack. Yeah, that's what I was end. Uh, probably what as well. Or maybe Chris Jones from the Chiefs. He's quite good. I'm uh, taking Aaron Donald, Fletcher Cox, Nick Bosa and Khalil Mack. Yeah, that's pretty solid. I'm scared of Nick Bosa. Like, I think he did. He's just done really well off a of rookie season, and it's. Just, I think he's just going to get better, and that's really worrying for San Francisco because they're a good defense right now. <laughs> what about Clayus Campbell? I'm Getting so happy though, we've picked him up. Mm. It's a, he's a great pickup. It's like I feel like it's when we picked up Haloti Nata from you. Like it was a great oh, pickup, but he's kind solid. of getting into the, into the twilight of his career now. True, but by us picking him up, it means that we can push Brandon Williams back to nose, which is where he plays best. So no, it really, I, I, it really beefs that line up and like moves yeah. people around and then the way they should more, be. And it's just more depth as well, which is always great on a D line. Because the the line we had last year it was it wasn't great. Like I mean, it says a lot about what we thought about Chris Wormley when we traded them to the Steelers, who are arguably our biggest rival. You know, um, he you know he they brought him in. I don't think he quite lived up to what he thought he was going to do. Um, and then uh, you know to to trade them to a divisional rival like that, I think says a lot about what a team thinks yes. about a player because you're gonna have to play against them twice a year. Yeah, true. Do you think the Watt brothers are ever going to play together? No, but it would be cool to see. JJ can play tight end, though. He played tight end in college and has caught touchdowns in the NFL. I think it'd be quite good to watch, but I think it'd be too expensive for it, in reality for it to work out unless they're all at the end of their careers. Yeah, it'd be nice if they just grabbed JJ in his final year and let him play with his two brothers. Would What's JJ... the third one called? Is it Derek? Or something. Yeah, Derek Watt. <laughs> Would JJ not want to retire the Texan now? Yeah, he can go back afterwards. <laughs> no offence to the Watt's parents, but why did Derek end up with a shit name the other two got cool names? You got JJ, TJ and Derek. Yeah, but it's probably James, Theodore and Derek. <laughs> Just well, saying. I mean, <laughs> TD. I yeah. The Derek. <laughs> Derek? I've seen a lot of love for Sam Darnold recently. Why? <laughs> People just think this is going to be because obviously they've properly showed up an O line for him now. Le'Veon Bell's got his second year and he's actually got an O line. They've got an O line. Um, if I haven't mentioned, they've got an O line. But yeah, they had a pretty terrible O line last year. So, you need to hire an exorcist to stop them seeing ghosts. You're the worst type of person, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. Yeah, but it's still a dick move by the NFL. It was. But it's out there. It's in the universe. 
All right. Uh, so if uh, that's everything, uh, thanks for listening to us, guys. Uh, sorry about the shorter podcast. Uh, we'll have more for you next week. Uh, Craig, do you want to let everyone know about our socials in case they want to give us a follow? I wish I could, but I don't know them off the top of my head. Tim? <laughs> I haven't got a clue. So on Twitter, we're Tafts underscore UK, I think. You can find us on Facebook at That American Football Show. And we have a website, Tim. www.thatamericanfootballshow.com or .co.uk, either work. So yeah, uh, you can find all our information on that uh, if you want to send us any questions you got, uh, want to chat to us about anything. Um, we're always game to talk about football. Uh, but that is it for this week's episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Craig. Uh, and we'll see you all next week. Miss you, Joe. Good luck with your exam, Joe. Yeah, go on in. Okay. Jesus Christ, Donna, I'm recording. Oh, yes, please. Peter. I thought so loud, though. Thank you. I'm on the show. Well, I'm just in... Yes. Right now, I'm on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's that I'll take for this week. Brilliant. Do you have anything oh. to say while you're on the show, Donna? No, no she she's left. left. <laughs> she's just giving me a quarter of a pizza. <laughs> Donna, um, who's your five favourite quarterbacks? I reckon she could name five quarterbacks that currently play in the league. <laughs>